Did you know that some public schools teach children they could be born in the wrong body? Did you know that young teens are shown video with technique to pleasure their sexual partners? Did you know that students are taught how to get secret abortion without telling their parents? Start the beat. Hey, what's going on family? What's going on friends? My name is Jan Oshemeza. This is Isaiah 61 Exploits. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for stopping by today. Isaiah 61 Exploits exists to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and to raise up men and women of God who will take their position, who will take their stand as unashamed, as oaks of righteousness for such a time as this. My vision is to be a resource. My vision for this ministry is to be a resource to the body of Christ and a catalyst for revival and reformation from the inside out. As I said, this podcast exists first and foremost to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel of Jesus Christ? The gospel of Jesus Christ is this. We have sinned. We are rebellious beings as humans. We're rebellious because we inherit our rebellion from our ancestor, Adam and Eve. They sinned. They rebelled against God. And as a result, they were cursed. The world is cursed today because of their rebellion. And so we inherited that. We can't help but to be rebellious against God. However, God in his kindness and mercy knew that if he did not do anything, we would perish forever. We would be separated from him, which is the most miserable life. Well, it's not even life. It's death, really. So to prevent that from happening, God, in his mercy, in his grace, he gave his only begotten son, the Bible says, that whosoever believes in him should not perish. God, in the second person, Jesus Christ, came down to this earth lived a life that we should have lived, but we failed to live, that our ancestor Adam should have lived, but failed to live. He died a death that we deserved. He put himself in our position. And as a result, he opened the door for those who will believe him to get back in right standing with God in order that we can live a full and abundant life here in this life, but also have eternal life with him in the life after. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth, if you heard this message and you, you're wondering, well, how can I get in on that? The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, it's not just something you say. You have to really believe in your heart that you're a sinner and that really what you deserve is death and that you are in need of a savior and you acknowledge Jesus as your Lord and savior that he died for your sins that he rose again and that he's seated at the right hand of God interceding for you if you believe that with your heart confess it with your mouth you shall be saved the Bible says if you want to hear more about this you can go ahead and inbox me you can go ahead and email me I 61exploits at gmail.com. 
If you're female, I'll get, get you in touch with my wife. If you're male, I'll be uh, guiding you through this process. This is the most beautiful process there is. The best decision you could possibly ever make. Okay, with that being said, the second part of this, uh, this mission is to raise up men and women of God who will take their stand unashamed as oaks of righteousness for such a time as this. To do that today, I'm going to proceed in the next installment in the series, making the case that Christians either should not be sending their kids to public school, or if you choose to, you should know what you're sending your kids into, and you should be ready every day when they come home to help them untangle, to help untangle them from the mess that they're being entangled in in these schools according to psalm 127 the bible says behold children are a heritage from the lord the fruit of the womb a reward like arrows in the hands of a warrior are the children of one's youth blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them he shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate I've always thought that passage was one of the most beautiful passages because it goes to show just how the kind of view that the Bible has considering our children. And so we have to be intentional and careful in the things we expose them to. Mind you, I'm not advocating for isolating your children. I'm not advocating for sheltering uh, uh, in the in the negative sense where people say, well, I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, that's not what I'm advocating for. I'm advocating for you to protect your kids as you would anywhere else. Protect them, protect their innocence, and help guide them. Don't let heathens guide your children. Some of these things that they're trying to teach your children are not appropriate for them to be doing that. This should, there should be some things reserved for parents to teach their children. And parents should not be secondary. They, they, they don't come second when it comes to some of these subjects. Parents should come first. Parents should be allowed first dibs, which means on our end as parents, we need to be careful. We need to be responsible to teach our children. You don't just assume that well, we'll never have that talk because it's uncomfortable with me. And so we'll never have it. I'm just going to allow Disney or I'm going to allow the teacher in the school. I'm going to allow somebody in, in, in youth ministry teach them this stuff. No, 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 no. This is our job as parents. So without further ado, I'm going to talk to us about the subject of the sexualization of children and LGBT indoctrination in public schools. Before I start off, please hear me. I am not preaching hate. I am not saying for people to go and target their LGBT neighbors or their LGBT classmates. In fact, I'm preaching the opposite. We need to love on them. And sometimes love means being brutally honest with somebody. Sometimes love means not being ashamed of who you are as a Christian not covering your light. I'm not preaching that people should go and invade people's spaces and all this, but I am saying as Christians, we're supposed to be distinct. We're peculiar, the Bible says. 
were different and that's okay. But before you send your children to these public schools, the, uh, from what I hear, we're coming close to uh, the back to school. In fact, at my church, we're having a back to school event here soon where we'll be giving backpacks and things like that. So we're, we're, we're around the corner for kids to go back to school. And my position is that if you can, there, there are people that really can't. They're there. There are people that absolutely can't. You have to go to school. You have to go to work. You're a single parent, and you can't afford putting your kids in, in, a, in a, a private school or homeschooling them. You don't have family members around that can help watch them while you're gone so you can then homeschool them when you come home. You, you know, there's people out there that can't do it. I believe the people that really can't do it are very few. I believe most people think they can't do it. Most people think they're not equipped to do it. Most people do not want to do it because why would I pay for, for kids, my kids to go somewhere when I'm already paying taxes for that school down the streets? So it's much easier to go to the, to the school board meeting it's much easier to write the superintendent. It's much easier to do these other things that people do to kind of bring reform in the public education because that's not going to really cost you as much as it would if you choose to stay home, one parent, and homeschool the children or cut down on your expenses in the house and send your kids to a, a, a Christian school. That's harder. I understand. What I am saying, though, when you go to send your kids this time, I want you to consider some of this stuff. And so, because I don't have a huge following, I'm depending on you, whoever is watching this, whoever just stumbled upon this message, I'm asking you to share this. I'm asking you to share this because I think this is important. And I am going to be annoyingly sharing these episodes to people in boxes. So get ready for this to show up in your inbox. Because I really believe in this message. I really believe this message needs to go out there. If I have to pay to get this to go even further, I will. This is that important. I want people to talk about this stuff. I want pastors to know this and to talk to their people about this. I want pastors to know so that when this comes up, when somebody sits in your office, they're asking you questions about this, you are equipped, you are aware of what's going on out there. So, there's a report by a lady named Kathy Ruse. Uh, Kathy Ruse works for Family Research Council. And she did a report, I think this report is about two or three years old. Okay? But she did a report to inform people of what's going on in this school. The report itself is called Sex Education in Public Schools sexualization of children and LGBT indoctrination by Kathy Rose. This is the report I'm going to try to skim through uh, real quick to kind of make my case that people really need to be aware and careful of what is going on in these schools. So, again, Kathy Rose is a senior fellow and director of Human Dignity at Family Research Council. She had devoted her professional career to promoting the dignity of the human person, 
Her professional experience spans the fields of education, communication, public policy, and law. Previously, Mrs. Rules was chief counsel of the Constitution Subcommittee in the House of Representatives, where she had oversight of civil rights and human rights issues, blah, 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 blah. She's a Christian. She helps Christians. She talks all over the place. She's well qualified to talk to us about some of these issues. Kathy Ruse. Now, just so you know, GLAD, if you remember GLAD from my previous episode, GLAD is an LGBT organization that is kind of a watchdog type education. And the GLAD has an accountability project catalog. Okay. Uh, the GLAD accountability project catalog catalogs anti-LGBT rhetoric and discriminatory action actions of politicians, commentators, organization heads, religious leaders, legal figures who use their platform, influence, and power to spread misinformation and harm to the LGBT people. They are saying that what she's doing is harming LGBT people. By informing you, she's harming LGBT people. That's not what she's doing, and that's not what I am doing. Before I continue this message, from here on out, please remove your kids. Some of this stuff is highly sensitive and, and, and as you can hear, not necessarily appropriate for young children. Okay, now let's talk about what Miss Kathy is uh, exposing to us today. So she starts off by, by saying, did you know that some public schools teach children they could be born in the wrong body? Did you know? that young teens are shown video with technique to pleasure their sexual partners. Now, I hope, I, I didn't know this stuff before I read this. I have since found out a lot of disturbing things about what they're teaching in these schools. But I, I would hope that you know that just because maybe in your house they're not allowed to watch certain things on the TV, on the family TV, that they're being taught this stuff. This stuff is being presented to them. Did you know that students are taught how to get secret abortion without telling their parents? If you have a teenage girl in your house, she could very well have already had an abortion or several without your knowledge. I hope, well, that is the case, unfortunately, right? Um, but it's, it's unfortunate and, and it's, it's disturbing. It's disturbing. Okay? It's disturbing. Miss Kathy goes on to say, most of us remember what sex education was like when we were in school. A couple of uncomfortable hours, line drawings showing human growth, development, admonitions to the careful respect of others, and safe sex for marriage. Things are very different today. The facts of life have not changed, but the inclusivity and sex positivity and other popular buzzword concepts have changed sex education. Talking to children about sexuality is highly sensitive endeavor. It is emotionally charged, even under the best of circumstances. As a nation, we have outsourced sex aid. Frankly, most parents really don't want to have these awkward conversations with their children. Parents instinctively don't want to disturb the natural innocence and sexual latency period before puberty. 
when education experts offer to handle the topic, it can be appealing, especially when they promise us that lessons will be ordered around having uh, saving sex for marriage and creating strong families and protecting children's health and well-being. Sounds reasonable, but does it really work in this way? Does it? A major new study reveals failure rates as high as 87% of school-based sex ed programs. Even worse, some programs actually result in increased sexual activity, increased number of sex partners, increased sexual experience by students. As you can imagine, increase in abortions, obviously, and confusions. She continues, and yet school systems are devoting significant classroom time to them, 70 hours per child in one district, even while American public schools are failing to fulfill their core mission. Education secretary, this, this was obviously when she was to the education secretary, called the latest national assessment of students' achievement Devastating. Two-thirds of American students can't read at grade level, and reading scores have worsened in 31 states. This country is in a student achievement crisis, she said. Well-funded international pressure groups have been extraordinarily successful in pushing what they call comprehensive sexuality education, CSC, into American public school, an agenda-driven curriculum that sexualizes children. Let me stop here before I continue to make uh, uh, this point real quick. When I talk about the LGBT stuff, when I talk about the gender confusion stuff, okay, the pronoun stuff, and all this stuff that is going on around us that we're being forced into around us, when I talk about this stuff, it's not because I just want to make people uncomfortable. It's not because I just want to put myself as a target. It's because of this. Because this is their end goal, is to confuse the next generations, our children. This is, this is why I believe it. my mission to go to the rooftop and shout. It's not because of me. They're not going to turn me. It's not even because of you if you're an adult because the chances are you're already set in your ways in most things. But it's for the sake of the children, the little ones. My daughter is a year and a half. And when she's old enough, I want her to know where I stood, where I stand. And so this is that important and we cannot afford as a church to not speak out against this, to not educate on this. Because... You refusing to talk about this and educate on this does not make it go away. It just emboldens the people out there to take on the role to educate your kids and they're not educating them properly. They're indoctrinating them in the things that is in direct contradiction with God, what God wants. Okay. So let's go over the last paragraph again. Well-funded international pressure groups have been extraordinarily successful in pushing what they call comprehensive sexuality education into American public school, an agenda-driven curriculum that sexualizes children. In CES, youth sex is normalized. Youth sex in general. 
is normalized. But this is not just sex between me- boys and girls. This is sex in general. Boys, girls, 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 boys, girls, girls, groups, all kinds of weird stuff going on. In CES, youth sex is normalized and the concept of sexual rights, radical sexual ideologies for youth is advanced. The Sexuality Information and Education Council of the United States, the oldest architect of institutional sex ed, and the leading proponent of CSE recently rebranded its message to capture this new sex-positive approach. Sex ed for social change. Education has given way to indoctrination. Consider the emergence of non-apt-out laws and policies that revoke the right of parents to up their children out of sexuality-based lessons. California and Illinois have taken this radical step. When Illinois' parents started uh, keeping their kids home during LGBT week, the school board vice president suggested not telling parents when it would occur, not telling people the time of the curriculum is an option. Parents have two main concerns about sex ed today, that it sexualizes children and that it is loaded with LGBT indoctrination. This pamphlet will reveal troubling examples of each problem and will discuss the powerful organizations behind it all and then will offer some action steps for parents to consider in their fight to protect the health and innocence of their children. Year after year, sex ed program pushed the limits on what is appropriate, both in terms of the material presented to students and the age at which it is presented. Now, if you remember, I recently just did a video. If you haven't seen it, go and watch it on my YouTube. It's talking about, it's, it's, it's a person, an educator of some kind, who was making the case that kids in preschool needs to be talked to and needs to be educated about sex and gender and and all this stuff at that age. And this person was trying to make the case that they have to do it that early because it's much easier and much more effective. So this is what she's saying. A few years before, this report, like I said, is a few years old. And she was saying this then, that as I already read, the sex ed programs push the limits on what is appropriate, both in terms of material presented to the students and the age at which it is presented. In many school districts today, lessons introduce sexual concepts to very young children and promote risky behavior to vulnerable teens and preteens. What was once simply imparting science-based information and skills to save sex until marriage has now become creating young radical sexual ideologues with the desire to exercise their sexual rights. Preparing children to have sex with multiple partners over the course of a lifetime seems to be a basic assumption underlying much of the sexual education content. Needless to say, This is not in line with Christian and other faith views on sexuality and marriage. Now, you can imagine that uh, since these schools are secular and since our society is mostly a secular progressive society. And by the way, this is the case because they believe in Darwinian 
theory of evolution, which the philosophy behind it says that as humans, we have to evolve. We used to believe that sex should be saved for marriage, but now marriage, really, that, that means nothing. Marriage doesn't mean anything, right? For most people. And, and the people that choose to get married to the lot of them, they don't really get married for the reasons that you should get married for. They get married for their own selfish reasons. But as a progressive society, they have to continue to progress, which is really not progressing, it's regressing. And so they have to go down that way. And as you also would imagine, Hollywood and the, the culture makers around us are all together, working together to make this a seamless transition. But as Christians, obviously, we have to stand out. And as we stand out, as we resist, slowly but surely, it's going to be impossible to send your kids to these organizations to be educated. How-to sex workshops. I, I, my question is, do you know this stuff is happening in your, in your school? It is happening. Now, depending on the school district, you know, you might be in an ultra-conservative school district, and you might say, well, you know, this is most likely not happening in my school district, but trust me, if they're not there yet, they're coming. Why? Because that entity still belongs to the government, and the government is secular, and I don't care who's in power. It doesn't matter if it's Trump, it doesn't matter if it's Biden, it doesn't matter if it's whoever. You simply cannot trust these people to teach your children anymore. That's my view, and this is why. Throughout the country, Kathy Ruse continues, sex education is increasingly introducing elements of sex instructions for students. And many parents are completely in the dark. The California State School Board of Education, for example, recently adapted a health education curriculum framework that includes the recommendation for radical sex and gender education instruction materials. This framework is intended to, to be guidance for the state's public school. Lessons offer tips like foreplay can be enjoyable in itself and can lead to orgasms for both partners without having intercourse. New curriculum in Austin, Texas encourages even prepubescent children to consider virginal intercourse, oral intercourse, and anal intercourse. Angry parents have gone to school boards meeting demanding to know who gave the school district the right to teach their children how to have anal sex and oral sex. Schools in Indiana actually sent teens shopping for condoms with the worksheet to fill out comparing brands, prices, lubrication, and whether or not they are comfortable shopping in the store. Parents in rural Virginia high school are outraged when they learned their ninth graders were shown videos teaching penis pleasure, how to stimulate a prostate inside the anus of sex toys. The video was created by a YouTube star with ties to Planned Parenthood. Right. As I go down, I also want to make the case while we at it that elections matter. As you go out to vote, just know that there's so many, so much at stake. Don't take it for granted. So you get the drill. This is a, a, a report. And this lady, I think she did her due diligence. Um, 
it's it's a it's it's really it's a long report. I'm not gonna be able to go through the entire thing. I don't have the time to do that. I don't want this to go on for too long. But it's 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 a report. I'm going to link it so you can go and look it up yourself. And you can have this and you can share with other people. You don't even have to listen to my message. I want you to. I want you to share it because my commentary also matters. But you can just take the report. Look at it for yourself. Please do. Please do. I want educators in the community of believers, educators and teachers, to have this report and to talk to their people about it before you send. Buying and and I'm all for outreach. I'm all for praying for your kids as you send them to school. I'm all for blessing the children in our church communities and uh, praying a, pray, a, a prayer of blessing as they go back to schools. But if you're not equipping their parents on what's going on and how to respond to it, then you're not really doing your job, in my view, with all due respect. With all due respect. This is uncomfortable stuff, but this needs to be talked about with all due respect. We can give kids backpacks. We can buy kids shoes. We can do whatever else we need to do to help parents as their kids go back to school. But if you do not educate them about this and other weird stuff, if you do not encourage them to pull their kids out ultimately, and if we do not get together to provide solutions, then we have not done our jobs. That's my view on this. Another area I want to talk about in this report before I close out is the LGBT indoctrination part of this. So far, everything I've said was not LGBTQI++ focused. But as you know, I talk about this so much. It needs to be said. According to this report, the starkest change to sex education today is that it now it is now saturated with LGBTQ sexuality. Marriage, sex, gender, and sexuality as the, are the subject of profound debate in a culture and the courts. Yet, many school districts have effectively chosen sides on the issues and are using sex education as a vehicle to enforce conformity with their views. Of course, they should. Because LGBT groups are powerful groups that will stop the flow of funding to that school or that school district if they don't. And they won't just stop the, the, the funding. They'll sue the school. They'll shut the school down. And by the way, the school is a government entity. So they have to. So Ms. Kathy continues here. She says, remember the SICU's brand, uh, new brand is sex ed. For social change, lessons can be highly manipulative, carefully designed to get children to approve of the concept of sexual rights and fluid sexual identities. And to reject their religious belief, the authority of their parents, and even physical reality itself. This is what makes this whole thing dangerous. This is why you shouldn't send your kids to these schools, in my view. Because this is what they're teaching them. This is exactly their end goal, is to reject their religious beliefs, the stuff you're teaching them in the home, is to ultimately demonize you as the problem 
for holding on to ancient concepts in a progressive society. And then ultimately, because it's all undergirded by postmodernism, is to question reality itself. So the people that are going around saying they can be male, and in two hours later, female, and two hours after that, male again, and then two hours after that, neither, that's denying reality. If you ever meet somebody that says, I'm neither male nor female, which is where this all is going, that's denying reality. These lessons are given to the young children today. The LGBT movement demands that homosexual relationship be presented to children as good, healthy, and equal in every way to heterosexuality within man, woman, marriage. Many sex ed developers and providers are all too happy to comply. Parents in Illinois were alarmed when they learned that their preschool children are being instructed. If you have two mommies, they can be called lesbians. In Austin, Texas, schools introduced sexual orientation and gender identity concept to third graders and have sixth and seventh graders play sexuality matching game with terms like bisexual, gay, lesbians, homophobia, blah, 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 blah. Then she goes on again to give you all these schools and what they're doing and things of that nature. Disturbing, disturbing stuff that are, that are in this report. Um, and obviously, at this time when she wrote this, she was saying many public schools are beginning to teach radical anti-science promotion that biological sex is meaningless and that some kids are born in the wrong body and, uh, and that some girls have penises too. At the time, the American College of Pediatricians calls this psychological child abuse. Now, that was then. Let's talk about what's happening now. I have a guy named Chris Rufo, okay? Chris Rufo is a journalist and he's an investigative journalist. He's a very, he's good at what he does. And yes, he's conservatives, he's conservative, but he's good in my view at what he does. And he's recently, so he's the one that brought to light the critical race theory in the schools, okay? And now he's exposing the other side, the other sibling of these theories, which is an even more sinister theory, which is queer theory. So he's been in, in, introducing this. Uh, look him up, Chris Rufo. And he recently broke some, some findings that he found. And so, for example, he said that um, in some schools, in a Los Angeles Unified School District has adopted a radical gender theory curriculum instructing teachers to work towards a breakdown of the gender binary to experiment with gender pronouns such as they, ze, and tree and to adapt trans-affirming programs, programming to make their classrooms queer all school year. This is crazy. In this particular uh, report, Chris Rufo says, in a week-long conference last fall titled Standing with LGBT Students, staff and family administrators hosted workshops with presentations on breaking the gender binary, providing children with free gender-affirming clothing, understanding what your queer middle schooler wants you to know, and producing counter-narratives against the master narratives of mainstream white cis heteropatriarchy 
society. <laughs> the narrative follows the standard academic slap white cisgender heterosexual men have built a representative social structure, divided the world into a false binary of men and women, and used this myth to oppress radical sexual minorities. Religion, too, is a mechanism of oppression. During the conference, the district highlighted how teachers can respond to religious objections to queer ideology and to promote materials on how students can be Muslims and trans. You can't possibly send your kids to this school knowing this stuff. And if you do, if you have to, please know that when your kids come back from school, you cannot just go by with life as if all is well. That's my hope. Is that if you're saying, I have to send my kids, I have no choice, I have no option. Ultimately, my challenge to most people is you need to take your kids out. I recommend homeschooling, but you can send them to Christian school. Make sure you look into the school that you're sending your kids to. Because just because it says Christians doesn't mean anything these days. Make sure their kind of Christianity aligns with your kind of Christianity. That is all. In another training program, this is Chris Rufo again. In another training program titled Queering Culture and Race, the Human Relation Diversity Equity Officer encouraged teachers to adapt the principle of intersectionality, a key tenet of critical race theory, and apply it to the classroom. First, administrators ask teachers to identify themselves by race, gender, and sexual orientation to consider their position on the identity hierarchy. And the district then encouraged teachers to avoid gendered expressions in the classroom, including boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, which, according to queer theory, are vestiges of oppression, oppressive gender binary. Administrators also warned that warned teachers that they might have to work against the families of their minority students, especially black students, regarding sexuality. The black community of, often holds rigid and traditional views of sexual orientation and gender expression. The presenters claimed that black LGBT youth experience homophobia and transphobia from their familial communities. Finally, Los Angeles Unified has gone all in on trans-affirming programming. The Human Relations Diversity Equity Department has flooded the district with teaching materials, including, for example, videos from the consulting firm Walk Kindergarten encouraging five-year-olds to experiment with the gender pronouns such as they, they, and tree, and to adapt non-binary gender identities that feel good to you. The district requires teachers to use students' desired name and pronouns and to keep the student's gender identity a secret from their parents if the student so desires. In other words, the Los Angeles public schools can facilitate a child's transition from one gender to another without notifying parents. And the district is far from neutral. It actively celebrates sexual identities such as pansexual, sexual fluid, queer, same gender loving, asexual, gender identities such as transgender, gender queer, agender, bigender, gender nonconforming, gender expansive, gender fluid, and two spirits. I wanted to stop by and go into this Chris Rufo report. To make the case yet again 
first, this is in Los Angeles, so I can hear some of you saying, well, you know, that's in Los Angeles. That's never coming here. Trust me, it's coming. It's probably already there. You just don't know it. Remember, they are keeping it a secret from you. If they realize that you're not going to line up with them, they're not going to tell you. You have to go and look this up and research. Okay. Back to Kathy Roos. I want to talk about things to look, look, look for, first and foremost. And then we'll talk about some other resources that she offers. But again, please go and look this resource up. I'm going to link it in the description. If you want me to send it to you to your email, again, email me, i61exploits at gmail.com. And I will send you this, this resource and other things that I have in this department because I want people to know what's going on. So in this report, they give um, some things to look, to look for in a, in a curriculum. Again, do your due diligence. Go and look them up. 15, they list them up. They list how, what they'll look like, what, you know, what it will be suggesting. And then, you know, look it up yourself. The truth is, in my view, your children's class is not safe. It's just not. Contrary to what you may believe. The truth is, my brothers and sisters, I believe, again, I'm going to keep saying this, sending your kids to these schools is not safe. In my view, I don't think it's safe. Uh, because if they can teach them this stuff, if they are plotting to do this, if they can transition your kids without you knowing, by law, they can do this and you can't sue them. Do you realize? If they can do this, I mean, you can try to convince me that I'm, I'm trying to shield, I'm trying to encourage people to shield, I'm a Christian nationalist, I'm, I'm outdated in my thinking, that's fine. The organizations that are behind this madness are all presenting themselves as good, as doing the Lord's work. And I'm sure there are Christians that work for these organizations who don't know or understand what is happening. If you work for this organization, then, uh, yeah. Anyway, Mr. Roos continues here. She says, who has repressed parents? Parents have given over the task of teaching children about sex to the local school teachers they know and trust. But those teachers are often not the people crafting or delivering the lessons on this extremely important and complex topic. Topic. Organizations with a mission to undermine the family have taken advantage of trusting parents and underfunded schools. So these organizations are coming in. And again, it's all about money. And, and they, they usually they'll threat the schools to say, hey, if you don't let us in, you're not going to get this funding. This stuff is always attached to money somehow. So who has it? The SIECU, as we already discussed, is one of the oldest, most established authorities on sexual, sex education. It is funded by Planned Parenthood Medical Director with Roots in Child Sex Abuser Alfred Kinsey. SICU promotes sex education and as a powerful vehicle for social change, SICU is regarded as a pioneer of comprehensive sex education. GLSEN. Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network has 50 state chapters that push LGBT policies on public schools. A focus of this group is, to is the establishment of Gender and Sexuality Alliance, GSA clubs in public schools. GSA clubs can be ground zero for recruitment 
of kids. In the future here, I'm going to do an episode of a Christian kid that got caught up in one of these groups. And that was an interesting story. She's a detransitioner, and it is my commitment to share detransitioning stories on this podcast just to give them a voice because nobody wants to give them a voice. GSA clubs can be ground zero for recruitment of kids. One mom of a middle school child in Virginia asked to attend a meeting of a GSA club, which her daughter had recently joined. She was only allowed to attend with the school principal as an escort. In 2018, GLSEN boasted to the Washington Post that California and Northern Virginia schools are the laboratories for LGBT policies. What does not make students the lab rats? Planned Parenthood. You know what Planned Parenthood is about. If you don't, I don't know what to say to you. Human Rights Campaign, HRC. I've talked about them, but here we go again. Human Rights Campaign created welcoming schools. It started out as a PDF offered to public schools after the Obama administration, dear colleague, later in 2015, formally endorsed the transgender free for all in schools across the country. President Obama threatened to hold federal funds hostage unless schools opened girls' bathrooms and locker rooms to boys and vice versa. From that original welcoming school PDF and the influx of millions of dollars in contribution to the corporate grants, a whole new organization was spawned dedicated to providing resource and training to public elementary school educators regarding transgenderism. Teaching Tolerance is another organization or group. Advocates for Youth is another one. And uh, according to Kathy Rose, there are good sex ed alternatives. Um, and you can go and look that up in the report yourself. It gives out information on, on different places that different recommendations they recommend to schools. Now, your public school is not going to use those resources, obviously because they're, they're captives. They're being held hostage by these other entities. But you need to know that there are alternatives out there. They just choose not to use them because they're outdated in their view. She also goes to outline on, on, on how you can protect your children and your rights, how you can opt out out of some of these things. You have the legal right to opt out. She goes on to talk about the right way of teaching children what sex is for. Uh, she says, Christians should take courage in the fact that God reveals his love and care for us in all things, including our sexual nature. This is indeed part of the good news that we are called to share. Every human person is made in his image and likeness, unique and unrepeatable. In all of creation, only humans are given the gift of sexuality that is more than a biological reproductive drive. Animals go into season or heat when it's time to reproduce, but human sexual union has a more complex and beautiful purpose by God's design. People need to know this. Don't let Hollywood hijack the message. You know, whenever we watch a show in my house, I always make it a point to point out when immorality is happening. Point it out, speak it out, because it reminds me that that's not normal. That's not acceptable. No matter how much Hollywood makes it acceptable, it shouldn't be. But it also tells my daughter that it's not, it's not normal. There is another way. God has given us a way. And he knows better. 
men and women, according to Catholic rules again, men and women are created by God for each other. Marriage is the union of one man and one woman who give themselves to each other completely. The sexual union of husband and wife in marriage is physical sign and expression of their love and commitment. Marriage is a great good for all mankind because marriage produces strong families that are built, that are the building block of society. Marriage is between one man and one woman, not one man and one man, one woman and one woman. No, 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 no. That's not marriage. No matter what the state says, that's not marriage. An institution that was designed by God, God gets to define it, not the state. Kathy Roos encourages parents to be present, be watchful, and make demands. With your own house in order, you can then work to ensure that your school does not promote harmful messages about human sexuality to your children or to any child. Again, unlike Kathy here, I think you should take your kids out if you can. And But she, she goes on to give some practical, proactive ways to let your school know that you are informed, that you are watching, and that you are prepared to act. This is, of course, in my view, if you don't have a choice, this is the route you can go. Help your kids organize a club that will be a positive inf impact on the school, like a Bible study club, a pure fashion club, a biology club. How about a kindness club? Parents cannot let Gender Sexuality Alliance Club dominate the school culture. Give them alternatives. Try. They won't let you be unless you toe the line, but you can try. Doesn't hurt to try. Be the squeaky wheel. Did you know that in most states, parents have the right to ask to see instructional material that will be used in the classroom? Do that. Invite a group of trusted parents to review your school sex ed lesson. So this is good because you, as a community, you guys can then plan on how to respond as a community together. Create a summary of your finding and post it for other parents to see. A group of concerned parents in Fairfax County did just that in creating parentsandachild.org. No one has the time, but you must find time to attend school board meetings. Leave nothing to chance. Beyond the opt-out mechanism provided by school for sex ed classes, parents may opt their children out of this material whenever and wherever it might crop up. You cannot opt out your children if you don't know. Uh, so you have to know first to know what to up them out for. It takes work. It takes intentionality. You can go to the Family Research Council uh, and look at the resources they have with that in mind. Consider education alternative. That's what I've been talking about the whole time. This is would be where I would emphasize. Millions of parents have already put their children out of public school. Authors Hansen and Farnham predict the new transgender mandate will make the will be the game changer that will cause even more families to do so. I hope they do. I really hope they do. Private schools are being funded by smart parents with vision for providing better education than what is on offer in their area. Homeschooling continues to be a growing trend in America. And with it, the wonderful homeschool co-ops that can make homeschool doable for families. There has never been a better time to consider alternative public schools and parent resource groups are forming to help families to make the transition.
Hybrid homeschooling is a new option for families who find the cost or time demands of homeschooling too difficult. In hybrid homeschooling, children spend part of their school time at home and part of it in a more traditional school setting with other students. An example of a growing hybrid homeschool program currently in 11 states is Regina Kaeli, which describes itself as providing classical hybrid education in a Catholic tradition. Children learn at home two days a week and wear uniforms to class with other students three days a week. Hybrid school programs like this one are attracting impressive and experienced teachers to who seek a more flexible schedule, and the tuition is a fraction of what private schools charge. That is an awesome, awesome, awesome way to get your kids educated without subjecting them to this madness that we've been talking about this whole time. Miss Kathy Ruse also offers resources. Again, you can go to the to this or to the frc.org website and find these resources. I will put the links in the descriptions of this, uh, this message and you can go and look it up yourself. Do your own due diligence. If you are a pastor or a person in position of the fivefold ministry to help the people of God, this is your job to have these materials ready to educate yourself as much as you can on what's going on so that you can be in a position to help people with all due respect again, okay? So look up this report, please. Look up other resources that are out there. Please, please, please share this message. Let other people hear it. I know I'm passionate, but I'm passionate for good reason. I believe God has called me to sound the alarm. This is what I'm doing. I am relying on people to share this message. Please share this message. And I apologize in advance for the people that are going to have this land in their inbox because it's going to. Because I want as many people as possibly can watch this message. I am not going to allow people to send their kids to these schools without knowing this information. That's all I came here to say. Please, consider subscribing if you haven't already. Comment, let me know what you think. If you have other resources that you want me to know about, put them in the description below. And let's continue this dialogue. I want this dialogue to continue. Again, this is a second installment in this series. There's other installments coming. There might be other episodes in between, but this is going to be a series that I'm putting out there to sound the alarm, to be on record telling people the few people that will hear this. I hope many people hear this message. I hope this message go viral. Thank you, thank you so much for stopping by again. I will see you in the next episode. Peace out.